the Atlantic Coast Conference is holding its media day. And of course, Mitchell Northam of the Next is there. I talked to Mitch all about the ACC live from the horse's mouth. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. You can listen to us, make us your first listen every day. Women's basketball, past, present, future, every weekday and Saturdays too on the WNBA draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or over on YouTube. And make sure you are following all the coverage we are providing at the next to the nexthoops.com, $9 a month, $72 a year, over 100 reported pieces. The next is everywhere. And how do I know that? Yet another example of how I know that the great Mitchell Northam, who does exceptional work covering the ACC for us, he is the author of High School Basketball on Maryland's Eastern Shore, A Shore Hoops History, came out this year. Make sure you grab it. It's terrific. Um, Mitch is... We've been working together a long time, and it just never stops getting exciting when we get to the start of a season. So just take me through just emotionally how it has felt to be around college basketball just to stand five months after you and I were out there uh, for the Final Four in Minneapolis. Yeah, it feels like it came around pretty quick. Um, you know, I was, we're in football season and, you know, I'm doing some freelance work covering that. And then all of a sudden media days are here. And then less than a month from now, uh, we'll have games. Um, so, yeah, it seems like it kind of came up on us pretty fast. And, yeah, I'm excited. I uh, got to see a lot of coaches and players here this morning and some of my colleagues. So, um, yeah, we're, it's a good day here in Charlotte. So, in terms of who you got to see, you know, I, I want to start with Courtney Banghart, and you've written wonderfully about her and the UNC program. Do you think that UNC has gotten to a point, and maybe a little faster than either of us would have assumed? I, I was quite high on the hire, thought she would do exceptionally well after her work at Princeton, but it almost feels like if UNC doesn't challenge for a championship in the ACC this year, they're not where they ought to be. Is that how you see it? Or you think there's still work to do for them to get into that kind of Louisville, NC State, and, you know, I, I, Notre Dame, I'm still calling in that group of like elite, elite ACC programs right now. No, yeah, I think um, I think UNC should, should be one of the teams that challenges for an ACC title this year. I think really this is this league is more open this year than it has been in years past and i think realistically there's probably five teams that could win the title i think you talk about north carolina um you know they bring everybody back pretty much except for carly littlefield um from a team that i mean really you could argue was the team that played south carolina the closest once the ncaa tournament started um, they lost by nine points, I think, in Greensboro. Um, yeah, so everybody's back for the most part. Um, and they add, you know, 
sort of in the form of additions. You know, they have a high, um, highly touted recruit in Paulina Parrish. She's going to play some point guard for them. Um, and Tiani Key, who is the younger sister of Tamari Key at Tennessee, um, you know, she was supposed to be a freshman last year. She got hurt in the preseason and didn't play. Um, she's going to give UNC, you know, some really added length, um, I think, in the front court that they missed last year. Um, so, yeah, I think North Carolina is right up there with teams like Virginia Tech, who on paper looks very, very good. Um, we'll see if that sort of comes to fruition on the court. Um, NC State should still be around. Um, you know, they reloaded with the portal. Um, yeah, Louisville is going to be right up there again as well. Um, and, yeah, Notre Dame. I think those are your five teams that should cha- you know challenge for the ACC title this year. And I asked Courtney Bankhart just a couple hours ago, you know, do you think this team is ready to have a target on its back? Mm-hmm. Um, because they might be a preseason top 10 team in the AP poll. Right. Um, and uh, it seemed like she was a little bit unsure, you know, if they were really ready for, you know, to be the hunted. Um, but I think they are up for the challenge. Um, I, I kind of asked Asia Kelly the same question, and she seemed pretty confident that they can handle um, sort of these big expectations. Did you get a sense? Yeah, I, I had a chance to see Paulina Paris up close because she is a Saddle River Day School alum right here in Bergen County out of Condors, New York, right over the border in New York, wisely, you know, chose to move to the best state, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, for her to come down and, you know, she's obviously highly regarded, but being an impact freshman in the ACC is no easy test, especially, you know, playing. I, I, she was primarily a point guard uh, when she was playing at Saddle River Day. Uh, what, what do you hear about her early opportunities and just more generally you know what do you think of what she can do for this team to replace Carly Littlefield who was um an an 11th year senior you know she obviously had a lot of experience so how do you do that Um, yeah you know point guard was one of the few positions um that you know you kind of had a hole in You, you could i guess make a case um for that you know carly littlefield was the starter there and very important to their success last year um so yeah i think paulina paris will come in and make an impact at point guard i'm not sure if she'll start um i think that job might go to uh eva hoxson um who came off the bench and was a very good six player for them last year and she can handle the ball and distribute and shoot as well um, but yeah, I think by all indications, you know, the, the sort of buzz around here today was that, um, Paulina Paris is going to contribute this year. Um, we'll see in, in sort of what capacity, but I think she's a player that will see significant minutes for a North Carolina team that should be pretty good. It's fascinating to me to see how she does. And there's another guard who is very interesting to me, and that is Ashley Owusu, who obviously transferred from Maryland to Virginia Tech. You know, Kenny Brooks's team went 23 and 10 last year. There's reason to believe that they could be even better this year. Uh, I first want to talk about just in terms of what Owusu brings to them that may have been missing from Virginia Tech. Uh, and then we got to talk about Elizabeth Titley, who is somebody who you, to your credit, have written a ton about. But I don't feel like she gets sort of the overall national publicity equal to the type of player she has and is in the process of becoming. Yeah, I think Virginia Tech is going to be um, on a lot of people's radars this year. Um, I think on a national level, I think you will see them ranked for most of the year. I mean, on paper, they have a roster that is as good as certainly anyone in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Georgia Amore is a really, really good point guard. Um, Ashley Wusu, she's a Drysdale Award winner. She was an All Big Ten player. I mean, we we know what she's capable of. You know, watching her at Maryland, and she was a little banged last year. You know, I asked Georgia Amore and Elizabeth Kitley today about kind of their early impressions of Wusu, and they they kind of just giggled um, because they see her do things in practice that that. Um, you know, one of them, I think, described it as she abused the the male practice players, you know, just running them over and spinning around them and making them look silly. Um, I think she she really is something that they have missed in that um, she is a player who can score at all three levels. Um, you know, when she gets going on transition, she's like a freight train. It's just hard to stop. Um, and she can also shoot from outside. She's a good jumper. Um yeah, she's just a really dynamic scorer, um, and I think that is something that they missed. Um, you know, they also have Kayla King back, who is an awesome, you know, spot-up shooter. They have Kayana Trailer, who played with them last year after transferring from Purdue. Um, the other big transfer that they got this year was Taylor Sewell, who really was, um, you know, a big part of Boston College's success, you know, the, these early years of, of – um, Joanna's tenure there. Um, the ACC on ACC Prime. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot of interconference transfers this year. We can we can talk about that later if you want. But um, yeah, and then Elizabeth Kitley at center, and she's just you know the reigning All ACC Player of the Year. I'll so bet. yeah, I, I think Virginia Tech is um, paper. You know, we have to see it on the court first, but they can be they can win this conference. They can. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And as far as Kitley goes, um, you know, they were watching her talking uh, on ACC Network earlier this morning, and she was talking about having added the three-point shot. It's something Kenny Brooks talked about as well. Obviously, from a WNBA standpoint, having your five be able to do that is gone from this parlor trick to a luxury to where it is now, where it is basically assumed and expected that at the very least, mm -hmm. she's going to be able to hit a trail three. At the very least, she's going to be able to do that and be part of that. I guess I wonder whether you think those types of skills will allow her to get the better of big matchups against, you know, the other premier bigs, the other premier fives, not just in this league, but around the country. Yeah, I think she was already a matchup problem for a lot of people in this league. Um, Haley Van Lift, I think, mentioned her today. You know, somebody was asking her, you know, who, who does she think the best player in the ACC that's not on Louisville is, um, right. you know, to remove any bias. Um, and, and I think Elizabeth Kitley was the player that she mentioned just because of, you know, the matchup problems that she presents. She's six six. She can do anything she wants in the paint. That's been pretty clear for the past two years. Um, but, yeah. She, that that three-point shot, that shot from distance, is something that she has missed um, somewhat recently. You know, hasn't been able to hit that with any consistency. So if that is something that she truly added over the offseason and worked on, and we start seeing Elizabeth Kitley hitting threes with some regularity, that will be um, very, very interesting for uh, how teams choose to defend Virginia Tech considering all the other weapons that they have now. Um, and yeah, certainly that will impact her draft stock. I think um, I asked Elizabeth earlier today if she had decided on using her COVID year or not. Um, you know, this is her natural senior year, but if she chooses to, she could come back next year as well. Um, I think she's sort of still in a wait and see mode um, mm -hmm. on that end. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think certainly uh, her hitting 
uh, a longer shot with some regularity would would help her draft stock and Virginia Tech this year. Cannot wait to see it. Now, I want to talk about Haley Van Lith, who, as you know, has a game I am obsessed with, and Louisville as well, uh, which you've written so well about them through the years. So we want to get to Jeff Walls' program. But first, let's talk about the Haley Van Lith of snacks, and that is Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar has a new flavor called Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. It is a chewy texture, real cookie dough inside, and 100% real chocolate. So you'd say, oh, man, well, that sounds great, but it's probably lousy for you. It's not. It's only 160 calories, 15 grams of protein in them. I can tell you when I go to media day next week for the Big East, I'm going to be bringing a built bar along with me to make sure that I am not hungry. Make sure you go get uh, over at built.com the cookie dough chun puff. They have the pumpkin pie puffs now available. Use locked on 15 promo code and get 15% off your order. Again, over at built.com, that is promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your order. And as always, Mitch, do you know who you need to tell the audience sent you? It is Grandma Myrna. Grandma Myrna. Absolutely. Let's never forget. Okay. Let's also never forget Haley Van Lith. I continue to say for all of her, you know, undersized, which is what you hear from a lot of WNBA folks, the skill level, the intensity, the specifics to her game, especially if we see her north of 40% from three-point range, she's a WNBA player. Do you? Am I crazy? Am I off about this? No, I don't think at all. I think, um, yeah, I mean, the, the emotion and the tenacity and the – just the smartness that she plays with. She, she knows the game of basketball. It's very clear. Um, she's, you know, tries to be a tenacious defender. Um, I, I think she has all the tools. It's just, yeah, putting it together and making it into um, something that's consistent. Yeah, I think if we see those shooting percentages go up this year, um, you know, see those turnovers go down. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a WNBA prospect. And, um, you know, Jake Wallace has talked about before, that's what, you know, he when he recruits a player and they come into his program, he sits them down. What do you want to accomplish here? Haley Van Lift from day one has said, I want to be a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think she's on her way to realizing that goal. I, I, I just, you know, obviously it's a selfish thing. I want to be able to continue to watch her game develop at the next level as well. But I do. I, I think she's going to help a WNBA team in a matter of time. But first, she's going to have that expanded role and especially defensively because the loss of Emily Enschler, it's so interesting. I feel like we're talking about Emily Enschler in negative space now. We've spent the WNBA season talking about, oh my God, look at all the different things that Emily Enschler does for the Indiana Fever and the way that you and I have often talked about what she did at Louisville and of course before that Syracuse. But now you have the opposite issue. You've got Jeff Walls trying to figure out how you replace Emily Enschler who did all these different things. How do you do it? And, and, and what does that look like in terms of personnel for them? Yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting because I think Emily Engstler covered up um, a lot of uh, mistakes and a lot of problems that, that Louisville might have otherwise had last year. Um, she was just such a unique player and so versatile and great on defense and great at rebounding and could score too. I mean, she just did so many things for them. 
Um, so that's going to be kind of a by committee thing. You know, the one thing about Louisville's defense is that's good is, is they have Mike Oswald Robinson back, who has been an all ACC defender. Um, you know, she's back for her COVID year. Um, she's going to help out a lot on that end. And in the transfer portal, they got Morgan Jones, who has been Florida State's best player for probably the past two years. Um, and I think Morgan Jones will help them a lot as, as a forward who can score and rebound and defend. Um, she's not, you know, certainly not a carbon copy of Engsler. I don't think anyone is. Um, but she will definitely help them in that way. And then at point guard, you know, they picked up Kristen Carr from Syracuse. Um, so it's another year where Louisville has kind of reloaded a little bit, you know, around these different pieces. And um, they'll, they'll be in the mix again for sure. The last time NC State had double-digit losses in a season was 2015-2016. The last three years, they are 28 and four, 22 and three, and 32 and four. Is NC State the pace setter in the Atlantic Coast Conference at this point? Yeah, I think they are. Um, until they lose an ACC tournament game, um, and that hasn't happened in the past three years. Um, and I think they are a team that's going to be in the mix again. I think you'll see a lot of folks maybe in the national who might be a little bit down on them this year, which is fine. Um, you know, they did lose four starters, but um, now Diamond Johnson is going to be starting. And the last time Diamond Johnson was a starter, I believe she was a 40, 50, 90 player um, or very close to it. I'll have to go back and check those numbers, but she was pretty incredible at Rutgers. Um, so she has the keys to the, to the offense now. And I think that is going to be very exciting. Um, and Westmore is another coach that reloaded through the trigger portal, um, you know, picking up Mimi Collins from Maryland, uh, picking up River Walker from Florida State, and picking up Sanaya Rivers uh, from South Carolina. Um, and Sanaya yeah. Rivers has gotten a little bit of buzz here today. Um, I think Diamond or Jakia Brown-Turner might have mentioned that they've seen her dunk in practice already. Um, so, and, and West seems to be pretty high on her. So, um, yeah, I, I think NC State is going to be right in the mix again. Um, you, you know, maybe they're not the runaway favorite that they were last year, but they are certainly going to compete um, to defend that ACC title. And if Wes says something good about a player, he means it. He doesn't blow up his players unnecessarily. But my goodness, Diamond Johnson in that offense is going to be fascinating. Uh, I, I Listen, the flip side of it is I still think about this, and I'll bet you do too, about – Diamond Johnson not playing down the stretch and into overtime uh, against yeah. UConn in that Elite Eight game. Um, did that come up at all? I wonder, uh, it, you know, either with Diamond or um, with West, just talking about the Elite Eight uh, game in general. Yeah, I think someone um, asked Diamond about it, and her response was, you know, yes, we still think about it and we still talk about it. Um, they're not trying to linger on it too much. She did tell me that, you know, they play UConn in the regular season this year. And that, right. um, I asked her if that was one they circled, and it, indeed it is. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be a fun game um, in the non-conference slate for sure. Is that but by yeah, you or I, by us this year, Mitch? Uh, that's up by you. Okay. Okay, very yeah, good. Very that's good. in the north. Um, so another another trip up there for NC State. Um, and I think they're motivated to make sure the outcome looks a little differently. But um, Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by prize picks. How does it work? You pick two to five players and they will go score more or less than their prize pitch projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. 
No competing against other people. It's you versus the projections. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. The WNBA, Women's College Basketball, National Women's Soccer League, NBA, NFL, MLB, you name it. Men's sports too, not just women's sports. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. There are safe and fast withdrawals, and it is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize picks. You know, I, yeah, I talked to Wes Moore as well, um, just about kind of turning this offense over to Diamond. And he said, yeah, she's going to have to be the point guard this year. You know, last year she kind of played off the ball a little bit with Raina Perez. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is her team now. Diamond Johnson is the real deal. Now, I know uh, ACC doesn't have a preseason uh, poll out yet. I know, though, that you are also an AP voter. And so how many ACC teams are in your top 25 and where do you have them? Yeah, so um, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I said earlier, I think that there's like five teams that could, that could win the ACC title. And I kind of had them all clustered together. Um, and I'm sure that things are going to change, you know, week into the season. Um, so, yeah, I had Virginia Tech and UNC and Louisville and NC State and Notre Dame. Um, and then I think at the very end of my poll, I put Miami in um, just because, you know, Miami finished last season very strong, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that that win over Louisville in the ACC tournament. They make a run all the way to the to the final Um and they make the NCAA tournament, you know, so a good finish of the season for them. Um, they get Destiny Harden back, who was crazy in Greensboro last year and kind of the emotional leader of that team. And then they went out and they got the uh, Cavender twins in the portal. Um, and so I think that's going to be a pretty interesting team. I think Miami has the chance to maybe some surprise some folks. Um but, uh, you know, Georgia Tech is another team. I didn't put them in my poll, but I think Georgia Tech could be interesting this year as well. And then in terms of Notre Dame, uh, they have Dara Mabry coming back, correct? Again, for, yeah, what seems like her 10th season. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, collectively, there's been a Mabry on Notre Dame for what? I think literally 10 seasons, right, over the past? It um, seems like a decade or it, more, yeah. Yeah, Manistwan, New Jersey's finest family, without question. But, you know, a lot of talent there, to be sure. Although Sam Brunel obviously has moved on uh, to Virginia, another, as we were talking about, you know, ACC to ACC transfer. But a lot left there for Coach Ivy uh, to navigate to the top 25. Um, You know, who do you see as sort of the X factor for this Notre Dame team? Yeah, I think I think it's Olivia Miles. Um, she's just so fun to watch, and she's such a talented point guard. Um, I think Notre Dame will go as far as she can take them. Um, you know, she was pretty great in NCAA tournament last year. Um, you know, had that rematch against NC State that went down to the wire. That was an incredible game. Um, yeah, so this is a this is a unit that you know it's another young four. You know, Olivia Miles and 
Sonia Citron and um, Maddie Westbelt, and then you add a veteran like Darren Mabry into the mix. Um, I think the question for them is going to be at, at center. You know, last year they had Maya Dotson. She's graduated and moved on. Um, so we'll see kind of what they do in the post. I don't know if Maddie Westbelt is going to play a little bit more of the five or not. Um, that'll be something to watch. But, yeah, I think Notre Dame, you know, they're, they're, they're as good as any other team in the ACC um, right now. They're going to be a team to watch for sure. Any sense of where Olivia Miles is from? What state do you know offhand? Uh, is she from New Jersey also? She, oh, you know what? That's right, actually. Come to think of it, she is. She is from New Jersey. Yes, the, the breadbasket of women's basketball talent, the state of New Jersey. Well, Mitch, I know you got to get out to see Pitt and uh, continue on this parade. Uh, you know, obviously want to thank you and I want to thank our listeners for making uh, Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season, which is a league, as I understand it, that men play professionally in. It's like the little brother of the WNBA. Local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combine into one ultimate NBA preview. So search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you are following Mitchell Northam at Primetime Mitch on Twitter. And Mitch, always great to see you. I'm sure we'll be chatting a bunch. Yeah, great to see you too, Howard. It's uh, it's it's time. It's it's women's basketball season. It's women's basketball season. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> I'm Howard McDowell. We'll see you tomorrow.